1: kept it in there for a long time i took it out and i keep it in my nightstand now but i'd like to get
0: another yeah. gun just leaving my truck full-time basically that's what i do with that it's so it's always in my truck whenever i get out I just put it in my pocket yeah um i have a little drawer like at the bottom you know like the da- the console or not console the-, yeah. the radio and all that crap the bezel and just pull it I'll just keep it in there but no it's uh i like it a lot um but i do want to build a 365 yeah I like how you can build them. You know, it's like a—I don't know—I don't ever heard anybody building like an LCP. You know, we're building a—you probably could build a Glock, I guess, they're so common nowadays. But yeah, seems like three sixty-five is like an AK, not AK, sorry, AR. You know, there's parts all over the place for them now. Yeah. So, well,
1: you're probably thinking of the the Sig three twenty, the P three twenty.
0: Oh, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. You're right. That's you're right. the one
1: where yeah, there's all
0: kinds of shit out there for those. Yeah, I don't know. why I was thinking three sixty-five. In fact, I
1: think they started selling just the. Uh, that's what Nick's always talking about, the fire control unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can just yeah.
0: buy whatever you want. Yeah, I was thinking that. I wasn't thinking yours. But I still like the way that thing feels. Yeah. but Yeah, it's a
1: mini version of it,
0: so. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll ever stop buying them, though. Do you think there's ever enough? Like, you'll ever expect, I've had enough guns? Or are you just going to be like... uh? So part of me is like... The reason I ask is because, like...
1: I got a couple more... A couple shotguns I'd like to get. Yeah. And then after that, for me, it, it would be more ammos and... Ammo and optics. Sure. That I'd like to have more of.
0: That's where I was, like... So I can... I don't think I'll ever say, like, I have enough guns, but I think there's, a uh, obviously, quality versus quantity. I'd like to get a good
1: semi-auto shotgun. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind having a double barrel. Side-by-side uh,
0: side or over-under? I don't know. Either or. Probably yeah. an over-under. They're better for... I mean,
1: yeah, because, uh, yeah, trap shooting and then uh, mm-hmm. just hunting, you know, sometimes you're out bird hunting, like you're out walking in a field, you know, a, a nice double barrel is, they're they're pretty light. I mean, a nice semi-auto is really light, too, but sure. double
0: barrels are just... Well, there's something about, I mean, a, a nice over and under, like, even one that was, like, just real nice, you know, with, like, engravings and stuff, yeah, they I look, would love to have one Yeah, nice-looking gun, yeah. Yeah, and they're good, I mean, I guess that new, where we're building our house at, I was talking to a guy I work with, he just lives... Or down the street so my backyard is is the city line so the it, where that's at like that's a big field and i guess somebody leases that and they i guess it is like geese like crazy like guys are limited in like just a couple minutes he said every year or, you know during bird season yeah like it's just you'll hear you know just shotguns going off like crazy and i was like that's awesome so anyway that'd be like i was like man i want to yeah maybe you yeah. know i'll See who I got to talk to. <laughs> like, you know for a while I actually I had one of those uh <coughs> uh
1: pistol grip little short, you know, 18-inch mm-hmm. 12 gauge. And it was actually super neat, a uh, really cool gun. I I wouldn't mind having another one. The only thing with it though was being so short. Noise and recoil cannon. Yeah. And so I think doing the same kind of gun, the same length and everything, but doing it in a 20 gauge would sure. be the way to go because you can still get you know a, a 20 gauge slug is still huge yeah and then 20 gauge buckshot you know in like a three inch is a lot yeah and for no longer range than that's four that's it's a lot and then you know you're toning down
0: the recoil a little bit mm-hmm. so i think that might be something in my future too i got a mossberg 500 that's yeah. a pistol grip what you're talking about yeah, it's shot a few times they're fun but yeah it's a kicking sound bitch yeah we got a, so I, have a, I haven't had this one forever, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a New England firearms, 12 gauge, single action, break open, like that's it. You know, you put yeah. one in, you, you know, close it, pull back the hammer, pull the trigger. Um, Years ago, like I cut the stock off to like a, and like smoothed it, you know? Yeah. So it's like a wooden kind of like pistol grip, but it's not a pistol grip. It's, I really, I haven't done it. it has a folding barrel on it still, because I'm a pussy, but I would love to like hack that barrel off. Yeah, you know, like fuck, fuck the feds. You know, <laughs> like make this fuck. You know, like make a, just a pistol, like a little hand sure. cannon. Yeah, I mean, God, it'd be, it'd be, it'd suck to shoot. but that It'd would be, be terrible. Like you Google that shotgun, <clears throat> they're all over. Like people, you know, all over the uh, Google yeah. images and shit. Like people have done it. You know, and I and I mapped out. You like, okay, it could be this long. You know, and I one time I had tape on it, trying yeah. to where I could cut it out and still be legal and. It sits in my safe. I have taken it out. It's really funny. We weren't... Uh, my father-in-law, this is quite a few years ago. He got married, and we were out, at, out by Conway Springs. And we had his buddy's house, and we were playing... We were shooting traps, sorry. And playing knockout. And uh, I don't... At the time, I didn't have, like, an actual shotgun besides that. I just had other guns. And he brought a 20-gauge. But my problem is, I'm so short. And it was a Remington 870. You know, standard, not you know, decent pump yeah. action. But, like, a standard adult model of that 870, and it's, people make fun of me all the time, but, like, when I go to shoulder it, because I'm short, like, the stock hits me. Instead of, like, shouldering it, it hits me here, then i got to readjust. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I'm not, like, comfortable. So, I shot it a couple times, couldn't hit anything. I was like, screw this. I, and I brought that shotgun, that New England firearms, just for fun. <laughs> and I went to the truck, grabbed it. I'd have a handful of shells in, in, my, in my left hand, and <laughs> holding the, you know, the gun and the barrel, and they, they'd throw them damn things, and I'd just be out there, boom, <laughs> and I'd hit every one of them, boom. <laughs> it, was, it was actually a blast at, at the end, and then everybody was laughing because I'm using this. No, I, I whatever, believe it. You know?
1: so, so when we shoot clays, my favorite gun to use is my 870 20-gauge youth that my dad got me when I was like 11 Yeah, because it's short. The stock yeah. is, I think, uh, an inch or two inches shorter than the adult stock. Yep. And then, you know, the barrel is only, I don't know, 20 inches or something like that, 21 inches. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more compact, but it's still normal shotgun size. And yeah. So it's real quick. It's it's real quick to move around. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I, I take that hunting all the time, too. Um, last couple of times I went out, I used a 12-gauge, just, you know, obviously a little mm-hmm. more range. But, yeah, I like that little short 20-gauge. is great.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I've actually, I'll I'll probably get one one day. I I like those 870s. Um, I also want to get, I think our friend said it the other day, but like, they used to have them at the Goddard Gunnery. They're not even open anymore, are they? Yeah, it's still there. Is it still there? Okay. So the Goddard Gunnery, when it was, before it moved across the street, this was, so this was a long time ago. They had a couple, like, side-by-side, you know, twelve coach guns, like shotgun coach guns. Yeah. So you know they're like super short. I right. think they're cool as shit. I don't Yo, know. they're super cool. I like that old stuff though. Like I love revolvers. Like I only have one and it's just a 22, but I do love the hell out of that thing, but yeah. I do want like a I don't know, like the the cowboy guns, you know? I don't yeah. know what it is about them. I Always I think they're just neat. Like I I'd, I'd love to have a
1: you know, a nice lever action 30-30. That would be one you know, oh, I would mind picking
0: up. And you can get good you can shoot with those quick. I mean, yeah that that i would like that like that coach gun and uh like a like a, a nice revolver like a 357 revolver you know something or you know a, you know like a 45 or something um better more than my 22 i'd even i mean as stupid as it sounds i want the belt and everything yeah you know you can put the you know put right, the bullets right. in it like i just i would probably just be like look at i got you know i would never even use it but i just think like, it's neat no i i bought that i bought that 1911 so i made that deal with that guy at work and then I was talking to the guy who sits across from me and he's he's an OSS. And uh we were talking about guns and you know, he has shoots and you know has guns and stuff too. And he said, Yeah, he goes, I know a buddy who's selling one for four fifty. I was like, What? Like, yeah. I was like, Well, I wish I would have known that, you know. Because, <laughs> I mean I already made the deal with the guy I wasn't gonna back out on the deal, but I'm like, damn, I would have bought that instead. Same gun, the nineteen eleven Spring- Springfield armor, yeah. I said, does he know how much that's a Springfield? That's a steel. And that's what I was yeah. like. I was like, it's a Springfield. He goes, yeah, I said GI one has the U.S. handle grips. The wood U- has handle grips to say wood. God damn, I can't talk. Has the wooden handle grips to say U.S. on it. And uh, I was like, for 450 So 15 years ago, a uh, buddy of ours, like we were at a gun show, and he, his brother bought that gun for $450. I was like, 15 years ago. I was like, that gun was worth $450 like 15 years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm like, so I was like, that 450 bucks for... Unless it's a Rock Island, that's a really good deal. Then I told a guy at work, he's like, find more out. Because this guy has guns. Yeah. I mean, it was like, he showed me some pictures. And like, multiple, multiple safes, cabinets, up against the wall, sitting on the bench, hanging up on the gun racks. I mean, just like... A hoarder's paradise, for yeah. like a gun hoarder's paradise. You know, that's well, an investment, right? I mean, they Absol- never—they oh. they don't ever really lose their value. No,
1: right? It's a store of wealth. So,
0: except maybe a high point.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: those things are well junk. shit
1: anymore. Yeah, hell.
0: Well, yeah, to come to a time when you can't buy anything, those things will be valuable, right? Anywho, well,
1: so on that note, I guess to jump right into annoying
0: political stuff, mm-hmm. the push for red flag laws in the military. Right. goodness yeah this is and like, how many hundred and some odd uh republicans voted yes for it on yeah that, it's on crazy that bill hr 43 yeah, because it's shoved into a defense spending bill and they will yeah. never
1: vote against a defense spending bill so
0: well you know what's crazy is i was doing a little reading <coughs> and they tried doing that same thing last year really yeah but they said no and they took it out and i guess so after you sent that to our group I, I was like, I gotta figure more out. I learned so I downloaded the bill and I'm looking through it and I'm looking, I'm looking. That bill's long as yeah. shit. Yeah. So you, I can't find it. So I'm finally like, you know what, I'll just go to the internet. So I googled it and I came on came up to Reddit. And basically it says in there I forget what section, but it talks about it's talking about um uh, restraining orders, you know. Right. And it basically says any military judge or magistrate, uh they call they protective orders, same thing. Uh, something, something or other about protective orders, but, but basically it gives them if they can issue protective orders, they can now have the ability to say this person's unstable. So, you know, couples gets married, they get divorced. The wife hates the husband. Blah blah blah. Back and forth. She can say, I want to issue a, you know protective order. He also, you know, I, I wonder if he's going to hurt me or you know someone else or himself. And they'll go yeah. take his guns. And so it starts there. Right. And Republicans. Because, ah, defense! You know. I'm just like, that, man. Ah. Fucking rhinos. You know, on the (laughs) surface, I I get why people
1: are okay with things like that, because, you know, when you say it, it doesn't sound bad, right? Like, like in situations like that, where emotions are going crazy, and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just like, okay, let's just... uh, I can understand where that feeling comes from, but at the same time, people really have to realize that that's Minority Report, right? I mean, that's that's like yeah. a, a
0: before the a future crimes committed crime yeah.
1: thing, which isn't. I mean, even then, there are probably circumstances where that makes sense in your mind, and it's easy to do that. But mm-hmm. it is completely in contradiction to the idea of innocent before guilty. One hundred percent. So it pivots things towards the. Well, we're leaning towards guilty, so we're just going to act in advance. Right? Yeah. And so, I, I get that that's a struggle to, to really well and truly identify clear and present danger.
0: But, man, we just, we got to stay away from that one. So then, yeah, what happens when there's no due process and what happens when yeah. we're like, well, that guy, he, he's been talking about freedom a lot. And, you know, because in today's day and age, if you're pro-freedom, well, you're a domestic terrorist— so he's you know he's been on social media talking about freedom. We should probably go take his guns. Yeah, well, I and, mean, and people don't realize that. I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, for
1: lefties today that probably cheer that stuff on, it's like you guys aren't far removed from it being eco terrorists and you know the Weather Underground of the '60s and things like that. I mean, what do you think when the next you know who do you hate the most? Donald Trump, and so who does he think is awful? So anybody who went and marched at a Antifa rally or Black Lives Matter, it, it's going to be okay with you if, you know, big government just goes in and starts raiding people's houses and, and, you know, taking their property. Yeah. Because of the suspicion of, oh, well, you might be dangerous. Antifa. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and I'm not a supporter of Antifa, but still, I think that those individuals have the same rights to own property as I do. They do. And if they're not causing physical harm to, you know, somebody, then... There's there's no crime there, right? So hundred percent. And and I I don't know why that's such a complicated thing that gets so caught up in in politics because it's I, this whole concept of like, well we're in power now we're gonna take the guns from the people we want to take them from like it's it's not how this works like this is all gonna flip around and reverse and things like that and nobody wants that. Right.
0: I guess I don't understand either like the gun thing you know the people the the left and they're they're so hell bent on. We got to get rid of the guns. And then they want to talk about, like, you know, well, let's, uh, three, six months ago, Austra- Australia. Australia yeah. We could be like Australia. Look what happened. They, they don't have guns and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, now look at Australia. Right. Look at them yep. now. And, uh, yep. and, and, and yet, there are still people that support it. And it's like, that is crazy. But Super there crazy. are people that are always going to support that kind of shit no matter what. But it's like, look here. Look, they're building camps. They're building camps for people to live in that won't get vaccinated.
1: <clears throat> Pretty soon, all these people that they're nabbing off the streets are going to end up in camp. we are not going to get to go home after a night in jail. Yeah. And and that's horrifying. I don't know <laughs> any other way to put that. That's it's, it's beyond the pale. And it's... You know, it's not a mistake that, that you haven't seen a lot of images from Australia in American media. Even on places like Tucker... Carlson, right? That everybody, yeah. oh, he's got kind of right-wing savior or whatever when it comes to, you know, cable news. Yeah. Um, even some of the online stuff like, you know, Daily Wire or, or you know, whatever, they, they, they all kind of ignore that. And it's not that I think that, you know, they're all in on it or they're all corrupt or whatever. I just think it's a damn shame because it's, Man, look what's happening! You know the world is busy right now, calling everybody in the states conspiracy theorists. But it's like, look
0: around. This is happening yeah.
1: in Western countries.
0: The shit the we've been saying we for yeah a year and a half, it's actually happening. Happening, and well, people well, still think we're nuts when it's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> the rumor running around today is that they're gonna start trying to crack down on you know like interstate commerce. Or a day ago, it was the CDC suddenly out of nowhere. Well, natural immunity, it really sucks. And we say so, even though there's like all these studies out there saying that, like, the all exact opposite, these studies. Exact opposite. You know, and remember when all this started, we went from herd immunity being, you know, maybe 50, 60, 70%, okay, 80%, that's the number. And now what? Biden, 97, 98% vaccinated, right? They, they've just completely tossed the natural thing yeah. out the window, um, which is completely anti science and anti history and things like that. And, uh, it, well, it shows you what this really is. It's not that the vaccines are some nasty population plan or some thing. They're, they're just a tool. And right now they're a tool that enables a certain path forward mm-hmm. that that sort of establishment wants to go down. Because once they grab that power, the ability to control not just like behavior in the sense that like you can drive on a road, like literally your body. They can make you do anything at that point. Yeah. And so now it's a vaccine, but at what point is it going to be a pill? At what point is it going to be a, well, you can't play football and have health insurance, right? Because of <clears throat> head injuries. Or if you choose to play baseball, you know, we're not going to treat broken hands. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. that's the path we're going down. You know, it's just that, you know, it's always going to be under the guise of health and safety. But you know what? We could all live in vats of medical goo like Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. And be super (laughs) duper safe and super duper healthy if they just put us all in comas and fed us through tubes. You know, maybe you could live to be 120, but that wouldn't be living, right? Right. And so we have to (laughs) reach a point where it's like, we have to do, the Scandinavian countries have done, which is what I think most rational people have known all along, is that we have to just get used to this. The new normal needs to be living with COVID, not living in a state of constant fear because somebody's sick.
0: Yeah. But Wade, it's not the government who's forcing you to do it, Wade. It's not the government. I don't know why you keep saying that. You know, that's right. These people, and now there's people that say it, it's like, well, the government's not doing it. It's like, yeah, no shit. But they're having all their corporate <clears throat> crony buddies do it for you. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> Pfizer Mectin, too. Yeah. I want to I oh, oh, talk about this. This, this is like, this, <coughs> is, uh, it doesn't blow my mind anymore because there's been so many things. It's, it's out in the I, open I now, thought. man. Yeah. So, Ivermectin for the last months, months, it's been. You guys are crazy. You know, people are dying. They're making up stories. Um, You know, why, why would anybody take that? It's just horse dewormer, yada, 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 yada. Because it wasn't backed by big pharma. Big pharma didn't say, hey, that's good. Now the patent ran up on it like, what, a week ago or two weeks ago. Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, I'm sure. All these major vaccine companies, major big pharma companies. They're making their own version of it. They even dubbed the Pfizer one, Pfizer-Mectin. Is that what Pfizer's calling it, or is that just the name? No, that people I think that's what it. people are just calling it.
1: So I did see the one um, Merck, I want to say, was making it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of people saying it's, you know, their version of Ivermectin. And <clears throat> so chemically, it's not Ivermectin. So sure. It, they're not making the same thing. However, the function in your body that makes it effective against COVID is the exact same function that ivermectin has whether or not that's what ivermectin was originally intended for Mm -hmm. right i mean it's kind of uh you know it's like hydroxychloroquine being a common drug for lupus well hydroxychloroquine was originally intended to treat malaria it's just that a byproduct of that is also good for this and that's ivermectin so this new drug it achieves that same effect in the body it's just not ivermectin and so they say well it's not ivermectin but it's like dude literally everybody (laughs) for the last year that's been saying ivermectin like, you're doing that thing. You you, may, you've you. just changed it because now it's not yeah. a horse dewormer. It's a brand new therapeutic for the dangerous of de- the pandemic. Cutting edge. And the other thing you have to wonder is, oh, so these pills are only coming out after the FDA approved, you know, a vaccine and boosters and is mm. making everybody get it. Mm-hmm. Because you know what happens if these therapeutics come out first?
0: Oh, yeah, you can't. There are no that. vaccines. Exactly.
1: Right? So it's a huge cash cow. Yeah. And so if we go down this path where we know the vaccine's are not, in fact, vaccines in the traditional sense. Remember, the CDC, FDA, whatever, had to change the definition of vaccine to just mean something that makes you get less sick when you do get infected. It's yeah. no longer a preventative. Right. Um, at what point is it going to be, you have to be vaccinated, you have to have your booster, and there has to be some dosage of this thing in between. You know, mm-hmm. like, you'll no longer be allowed to just not be drugged up. You know, it's funny in my mind... And this is kind of my personal conspiracy at the moment. Um, it's funny that we ended Afghanistan. Uh, you know the forever wars are are done or they are ninety nine percent done you know to some extent yeah and but now we've introduced. You know, instead of the military-industrial complex, it's the pharmaceutical-industrial complex. 100% right? it yeah. right? Or now, government, instead of pumping money into all these defense contractors galore, which they're still doing, Um, but it's pivoting towards the big pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. You know, and, and so everybody get on board with that because that's the new racket. There'll, there'll be some crisis, then a solution. Some crisis. It's the same model as the war state, right? There's a crisis. Here's a solution. There's a crisis. Here's a solution. Mm-hmm. It's just now it's medicine. And it's a dangerous one because it affects people personal in personal ways who are not um, caught up in these huge wartime cataclysms in the traditional sense. And so there'll be a lot more people that ignore it than I think even ignored the fact that Afghanistan and Iraq had gone on for so long.
0: Yeah. Well, and I've talked to people about it too. What you, exactly what you just said. I've talked to people and uh, well, you know, at least they're, they're trying to do something good. I'm like, they don't care about that. No. It's about money. Money uh, and power. Opioids. You know, like, how, how, how many years, you know, uh, like, pills became super popular in public, what, like the late, late 90s to the early 2000s? So for 25 years, we'll say, like, you know, opioids, there was a huge opioid epidemic in this country. Because they were pushed by all these doctors who were paid off. Yep. By all these, you know, uh, pharma reps. Scientists were paid off. You know, politicians. You know, Fauci's. They were all paid off to push this shit. They didn't care about people dying. And they don't care about people dying now from the vaccine. They don't care about none of that. It's not that they're going to do something good. It's because they're fucking making money hand over fist. Yep. And all those people are pushing to make money, too. We've said it before. It's on fucking Google. On Google! You don't gotta even go to DuckDuckGo or anything. You can Google Pfizer, you know, lawsuits. And in like the 2006 maybe or eight was, I think, the last time. But they had to pay out billions and billions of dollars because they, they illegally paid off what I just said. They paid off right. pharmacists. They paid off doctors. They paid off, you know, I mean, all these, <sighs> these Fauci type people, these politicians. I mean, they paid off all kinds of people to push all this shit for them. Well, and they got <laughs> caught
1: red-handed, and it's even on video, um, in Australia. I I believe it was in New South Wales. Don't quote me on that. Um, it is, yes. Yeah, but th- so there was a guy, and this, you know, going back in time a year ago. He's it's an Australian politician or whatever, saying, yeah, the... The premier, she's taken all this money from lobbyists on behalf of, you know, Pfizer and Moderna. And she's ramming through these orders to give them legal immunity in case their vaccine causes any side effect. Because I guess at the time, Australia didn't have the laws like America did where they're immune from any lawsuits, unlike any other product that's ever sold. Right. So in Australia, they were busy paying off all these politicians you know through lobbyists and funds and who knows whatever else i'm sure a bunch of insider trading deals you know through various llcs and blind trusts that will never be officially tied to people shit like that and and this guy's saying it and they're calling him you know conspiracy theorist he's crazy you know whatever and here we are i don't even know if it's a year later and she's having to resign from her job because she's being investigated for
0: exactly that yeah and it's just but people won't go back and even think about what that guy said they're just like oh the the, the blind he's not even
1: making a statement like saying that we shouldn't take vaccines he's he's not saying not at all vaccines are bad or drugs are bad or the coronavirus isn't serious he's just saying dude this politician is corrupt as hell they're selling your rights down the road in exchange for a buttload of cash Mm -hmm. and all the while talking about health and safety when the reality is has nothing to do with that they're just
0: getting a huge payday and this giant corporation is getting a huge payday People are brainwashed. I mean, just just think about the Gavin Newsom during the height of everything in California going out of, you know, breaking his own mandates, his own lockdown orders, going to restaurants. Uh, French Laundry, I think, is the name of that one that became pretty famous because of all this. And with a group of, like, 15 people or something, they're all partying up, none of them are wearing masks. And you can see that these people do not care. They do not they, they 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 do stuff to you know in their own interest and people still are like oh it's everything's okay yeah everything's okay and I'm like people will find a way to justify it it's brainwashed Yeah. these people are in a cult and they're brainwashed they
1: are like so that was you know to to even bring it closer to home there was a <clears throat> so the school district where we're at is is put the kids and not just kids specifically the youngest kids the elementary old school kids mm-hmm. Uh, in masks for no reason. Just citing a bunch of random bullshit and the, you know, whatever. Well, anyway, school board meeting. So we go, a bunch of us talk. Um, one lady gets up and she's super pro mask hits all of the MSNBC talking points, you know, and that's oh, it. Yeah. doesn't flesh anything out. It's all the standard cliches you've heard before. And she's wearing a mask. Well, somebody there knew her and shouted out after she was done talking to the school board. Hey, such and such. This is the first time I've ever seen you wearing a mask. And then, you know, the, everybody that was there, you know, yeah, yeah, screw this lady, whatever. And uh, it's funny because I went to a, uh, you know, local football game the other day, you know, where, you know, it's like the east side of town mm-hmm. against the west side of town. Big, You know, tons of people there. Nobody's in masks. I, I saw five people in masks the whole time. Yeah. Two, two of them was an old couple. And then the other three was, you know, some young family. And that's fine. No, nobody's saying you can't do it. Um, and then I saw that lady. Yeah. It was at that school board meeting with her family. Yeah. None of them wearing masks. Of course. And then today at the, uh, you know, fall thing, fall festival or whatever for town. Yeah. She's in the parade. You know, mobs of people around, you know, waving all this stuff. Not wearing a mask. <laughs> it's just like, really? And it, it's, it's, she is super frustrating, but it's also frustrating that there's so many other people there not wearing masks. And I'm not wishing they were. It's just, we're doing this to our kids but yet when you guys, you parents of these kids are out and about, mm-hmm. you're not doing it. And you're around other adults who are far more likely to spread this thing, whether they're vaccinated or not. Yeah, And it just shows you the dissonance, right? Like in certain settings, everybody plays the bullshit game, right? Yeah. As long as it doesn't personally affect their ability when they go home. And what people don't realize about all this vaccine mandate, vaccine passport stuff is... That's coming to an end. I understand playing the game over here a little bit, but it never really affects you, so you just don't care. Like Mm. Everybody does that to some degree. But when the passport thing comes, it is going to affect you. Now you're talking about your ability to go to the grocery store or a concert or a gathering or whatever the thing is, and that does affect you. So right now, everybody, and this is like a left-wing thing, is they always look to... Government or some other to enforce something, but it's never them, right? They'll never do it voluntarily. It's always got to be, that's why we have, uh, why they look so hard to like taxes for things like welfare. It's like, well, I mean, charity, you could just give freely, but nobody does that. Look at Bernie Sanders. As much as he talks about, need to help this person or help that person. He gives nothing, nothing to charity. Oh, I mean, sure. Relative to me. Yeah. He probably gives more because he has more, but it's, it's. Statistically, nothing. And he's rich as fuck. Yeah, and uh, but they don't want that. They just want taxes. They want the government to go take it from everybody, and that's a uh-huh. huge philosophical difference between, you know, taxes and charity. Is they're not the same thing. One is freely given and morally right, and the other one is taking against consent, which is morally wrong. And and that's what's coming down the road with the vaccine passport thing, because you're free to go get vaccinated now. Um, a private business, um, free of government mandates, is free to require vaccines to get in and things like that. And while I would disagree with that, I can understand that argument and and deal with it. But when it's these draconian mandates, like every employer has to do it or else, or yeah. everywhere has to do it or else, that's a whole other ball game.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, people also for some reason like these these left people they they need a daddy to tell them what to do. Like you know, the Bernie Sanders thing. Yeah. Go back to that. Like, they'll never just go do it. They they want somebody to tell them. They cannot have personal responsibility. They can't just do stuff on their own, no matter what it is. They need someone, and, and I'm convinced that there's there are people out there, and a lot of people out there in this world, they just they they have to have somebody tell them what to do. They cannot manage their own lives by themselves. No. They're um, afraid of it. They're afraid of freedom. And and there's yeah. There's a little bit of truth to
1: that because freedom is dangerous. It requires you to Mm -hmm. make good decisions. Yeah, but people don't want to live in a world where they have to make good decisions. They just want things to be kind of default because they're mindless freaking sheep in a field, right? They want the shepherd to be the leader, but not everybody views themselves or the world like that, and it's a...
0: Victims. I mean, it's very easy to sit here and to say, I'm going to go out and make these decisions on my own, and when something goes wrong, something goes awry, I I have to take responsibility for it because I made a bad decision. It's a lot easier to say, okay, somebody tell me what to do. Okay, I'm going to go do this. Um, okay. And then when something goes wrong, you can point your finger and say, well, I didn't make that decision. They made it for me, so it's actually their fault. It's easy to play the victim. You know, I, I do this at work because, um, to me, it's uh, one of the best ways to, to really to manage people because I'm a manager. Um Something goes on in the shop, and I, I can sit here all day, and I can say, "Okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this." And those people have no buy-in in the plan. You know, they can, they they have no no uh, like personal. Like interest, no personal gain. So when something fails, they just say, Well, it wasn't our idea. You know, you're the one, it's, and they play the victim because people like play yeah. the victim. I don't allow that shit. So here's what I say I say, Here's what needs to be done. You guys, are the experts, you figure it out. You come with me, come to, come with a plan, come to me, and let me know what you're going to do. Then they, they make themselves succeed because they came up with the plan. And, that same thing goes with life. Yeah. If you make people say, "No, I'm not going to make the decisions for you. You figure it out yourself." People will find a way. But so many people don't like to do that. And, and I'm in the area I'm in, I've only been there for a few months now, and it's definitely taken like it it to make people do that in my old area that I had. It took a long time for people to be like, "Okay, we the boss isn't going to do it for us. We have to figure it out." Yeah. And in the long run, they're more successful, I'm more successful, everybody's more successful. It's the same thing goes to people in their daily lives. Someone shouldn't be standing up there and saying, this is what you're going to do. You're going to live by this, this, you know, and do as, you know, do as we say you can do. Yeah. People like to play victims. We can't
1: let that happen. Well, culturally, I always phrase this as the war on masculinity. And when I say masculinity, I don't necessarily mean male, right? I'm just... just putting a virtue on that side of the fence. And that's not to demean feminine stuff. Just let's roll with it for a minute. Welfare, right? It Mm -hmm. replaces the father in the home. And so look at like broken families and and where single women run to for, for money and help and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then look what that has done to a lot of men who are in situations like that. There's no longer the societal honor culture of having to do things a certain way. And so over time you erode that honor culture, tough love, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And then now you arrive at this victim thing where everybody's just a child mm-hmm. whining about it's somebody else's fault. You know, why is your room dirty? Well, it's because you did, the, you know, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And there we are in, and, and there has to be a, an awakening of that somehow where, where yeah. people start running back to responsibility and, and, and accountability and pride you know, and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, as definitely as a society and a culture, we, we have to. But, oh, yeah, God, how, that's so difficult. Because th- these programs are set up, like welfare. Yeah. It, it's set up to make people depend on government. government- well, and,
1: and so look at, like, I'll point on schoolwork. You know, there's this stuff about being a good community member. Or, you know, the way they do math. And, and just, just the way a lot of things are approached is not to make a kid think or question it's it's to make them fall in line right yeah you are going to do what i say and you're successful if you do what i say right Mm -hmm. and and so that's where it is and so then you run into this well there's these rules and as long as you're within that framework it's okay you're not allowed to step outside of it or or don't think outside the box yeah and they trap you in you know culturally with i don't know anymore it's the woke stuff you know, that's yeah. the fence that they build around you. You can't yeah. cross... You can't say these certain mean things, right? Or do these certain things or, or whatever. I don't know, man. It's just... It's a lot to unpack. And I... You know, what would be the term... You know, the these two pills would be black pill versus white pill. And I'm... A lot of days I lean towards black pill, which is, you know, kind of doomer. Kind of, we're going to lose. That's going to suck. And, and that could be part of white pill, too. Things are going to have to get worse before they get better. Yeah. Um, You have to go through chemo to beat cancer a lot of times, right? So it's got to get worse before it gets better. So maybe, hopefully, we come out on the other side better. But sometimes it's like when you look at these institutions that are crumbling, whether it's rotten education or rotten government or the FBI just being, you know, it's always been a a political thing, but now it's like nothing but a political thing. Um, They all are. FBI, CIA, NSA. You know, there's two things that that come to my mind that I think would be the best things structurally, institutionally, that can happen. And one would be getting rid of the Department of Education and then, even if we didn't do that, just having massive school choice. Like, even if they're not going to just not tax you, some kind of huge push for vouchers and competition in education. That would be... Monumental and change the game. Big time. And that would be a great long-term fix. Yeah. Now, after that, the next thing that I could think of that kind of ties into some of this, and even the COVID stuff, uh, there needs to be separation of science and state. I know the current thing that is popular is that we want more scientists to be in government. I think that's dangerous as fuck. Because if you look at the way science is tied to academia and the education system. It's money goes in from the state to state or pseudo-state entities like universities or schools to find outcomes that are predetermined. So they say, we want to look at this climate change thing to see if it has this really bad climate change outcome. Ten times out of ten, they're going to find the outcome that they wanted because Mm. they're trying to justify a narrative That suits the politics and you see that now even with the covid stuff the narrative is vaccine mandates and vaccine passports so we have this problem of natural immunity right how do we combat this well we'll just have the cdc and the experts say what we want and then not have to quote anything because now the news can just say experts say fact checkers say and and nobody peels back that layer which is sad because they're all retards because of this stupid education system that grooms sheep and people that are good community members, which what they really mean is good citizens. Right. Yeah. And that's a massive problem. And the way I frame that at this point, because, you know, we talk a lot about the COVID thing being a cult or global warming being, you know, cultish to a lot of the eco-terrorists or eco-Nazis or whatever you want to call them, uh because we have separation of church and state, right? But people butcher that all the time. What separation of church and state really means and in, in why that came up and why that phrase was coined. Um, the Revolutionary War is America versus England, mm-hmm. right? America has... Lots of different religions, you know, at this point in time, mostly Christian, but there's, you know, Catholics and Baptists and Anglicans and Quakers and Puritans and, and whatever. They all hate each other to some degree, yeah. right? Um, but in England, they had the Church of England, was the official state religion of England. And do you know who was the head of the Church of England? The supreme overlord was the king of England, mm-hmm. right? You had a union of church and state In England at the time. Why that's problematic is because, like we've talked about before on this show and just life in general, is religion a lot of times is the moral framework. And so when the church and the state are the same thing or are in high levels of collusion with each other, the state can wield its own moral justification and then everybody has to abide by it. So in a situation like England, For example, and maybe this is an extreme, but this is still true in an idea standpoint and a structure standpoint is if they control the religion and the religion says this thing is good or this thing is bad, then the impetus of government is to do what that faith says, even if that's in contradiction with another. And so um, a big push for this was an example would be Virginia which at the time had a state religion, and it was uh, Anglicanism, right? The, you know, English, England stuff. But there were a lot of Baptists there too, right? And so they don't want to be ruled by Anglicans. And so you have this big push for, you know, freedom of religion and a separation of church and state. So the real meaning of the idea of separation between church and state has nothing to do with telling religious people that they can't participate in government or have their own ideas. It's that the state at an institutional level, cannot adopt a religion. So the U.S. government could never come out and say, we're Catholic now, and we're going to do everything according to the the catechism of the Catholic Church. That would be a real violation of separation of church and state. And so what I mean when I say separation of church and science is the government is out of the game. The government does not endorse the NIH or even have a CDC in the same capacity that the CDC exists now. I also don't think the government should be invested in funding grants for all these different pet projects that originate from Congress and things like that. Yeah. I'm not even going to go so far as to say there can't be some mechanism for, you know, tax funds as long as there's going to be taxes to go towards certain emergent things. But I would also caution that that's, a slippery slope, and so maybe we shouldn't have any money go at all, because obviously the problems that we've had now is all sorts of screwed up climate science garbage that is factually untrue, that is infesting our legal system, our culture, our institutions, the whole nine yards, and presently, this ridiculous, 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 ridiculous reaction to the COVID thing, which is... (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. It's so dumb. It's like, okay, you're fat and you're over 65. Yeah, okay, we'll have special shopping hours and maybe pay you to not have to go to work. I would be open to that conversation because that's at least based on actual observational data. Right. But this whole shit we're doing now where it's just like everybody has to take these, you know, leaky vaccines that we had to change the definition of vaccine to call them vaccines,
0: you know, that we paid. It just, it's a mess. We're, we're so far up the creek that... You said, uh, it's funny, because you were talking about separated church and separation of church and state and separated church and science. It kind of still is separated to church and state because science has became become a religion. COVID has become that's, a religion. That's what, that's I, mean, I mean. It is yeah. exactly science, separation of church and state. I mean, science is doing to government
1: what everybody has feared yeah, church that, would do to government. A hundred percent. And the thing with science, because everybody hears science and they think just, oh, well, the you know truth or whatever... That's not what science is science no. is a pursuit science is a process it's, it's a, tool. a hypothesis an experiment an observation yes. and a conclusion right it's a search for a semblance of the truth it's not like a settled no thing it's- I mean science has been wrong and that's not a problem it's it's designed to be wrong because it yeah. is through failure that you find out what the reality is like it's not an automatic thing Re- religion is kind of an automatic thing in the sense that God says this is good and this is bad and it is what it is that's not what science sets out to do science sets out to say hmm i wonder if i do this this thing'll blow up oh yep it blew up that's a problem maybe we shouldn't yeah. do that you know that's what science is doing it's 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 the yeah. accident it's the stumbling around in the dark it's going to be full of errors and riddled with fallacies and that's the n- nature of human history mm-hmm. is that it's wrong all the time like i it blows my mind cuz as a kind of a space nerd it's always <laughs> You know, science used to believe that the universe was eternal. It didn't have a beginning, and it didn't have an end. Mm-hmm. And part of that partially is driven as a sort of affront to religion, which stated that the universe was created and will someday maybe end, right? Sure. Well, what do we know now? Well, the universe had a beginning, right? The Big Bang. Right. And then at some point, it might end. Yeah. Well, that that's new to science. That's within the last hundred years that mm-hmm. that belief became a scientific belief. Uh. Science used to put radium in cough syrup. You know, it used to do bloodletting, right? Psychology used to bring women into a psychiatrist's office, and the psychiatrist would basically rape them and tell them that this is the treatment. Uh, they used to do shock therapy and yeah. in lobotomies. I, they was, used gonna to say, put, I was just going to say lobotomies. Yeah, used to put radium yeah. in, in cough syrup. Cocaine. Um, for fuck's sake, dude. Zantac. Fucking Zantac. Heartburn yeah. medicine on the shelves for decades. Oh, yep, this this definitely causes cancer in the digestive system, so we better get rid of Zantac. Yeah. Now, you'll notice Zantac is back in stores now, mm-hmm. but it's using the ingredient from Pepsod AC. It is not the old Zantac ingredient. Yeah. Um, that's science. That's medical science, even, right? Yeah. And nobody stops <clears throat> to think about that. And that's not damning science. I I think in a lot of ways that's a celebration of science because that's what science is supposed to do is screw up, recognize it was wrong, and find a different direction to go. But now with like this COVID shit and the climate shit, we're just worshiping these things that get kicked out of computer models as absolutely has to be because it was the government-funded National Institute of Health or the government bureaucracy, the CDC, which is headed by a politically appointed person, Mm -hmm. said this thing. And, And so we're at this place where, yeah, the science... Science doesn't really mean science anymore when they say trust the science. It's a fucking cult of its own. And yeah. what it means is somebody who follows along with the government status quo party line belief.
0: Really, government just doesn't need to have their paws in really anything. No. I mean, there's, there's a handful of things, maybe. Like I don't, mean, it's, I don't know, man. But then we get called science deniers. We get called... You know,
1: and I—it's funny because, um, you know, we both work in aerospace. Mm-hmm. It's loaded with science and physics and engineering and you know yeah. chemicals and alloys and, and oh, yeah. physics stuff and it just man what, we wouldn't even does, ha- when people say anti-science, it really means like you don't believe the political thing. Yeah, and it's like oh man.
0: Well, it, we wouldn't have jobs. If we just trusted science. Uh-uh. Seriously, we, airplanes would never have been invented because there was a point in time when the Wright brothers were trying to build an airplane and they were ridiculed and say that will never work by prominent scientists, by people who were yeah. at, you know, at that time were you know, at the head of their field. They were the experts. <clears throat> this will never work. This will never happen. And if people just were like, OK, well, the expert said it can't be done. I'm just going to quit trying. We wouldn't... Airplanes wouldn't exist. Yeah. and this, So this one pops in
1: my mind. I can't remember the exact setup, but the Parker Solar Probe, named after Eugene Parker, who mm-hmm. pitched this idea about solar wind and sort of the physics and mechanics of, of the sun in the broader solar system. Science laughed him out of the room and mm-hmm. threw his ideas in the crap because he flew in the face of everything that the establishment thought for a lot of years. Yeah. Well, then they finally stumbled on, holy shit, this guy mm-hmm. was right. You know, and then they ended up naming a... a you know probe after him. you know decades after the fact um but it's just yeah so if we would have just trusted the science back then in the 1950s and the 1960s and just ignored all this stuff about solar wind what does that do to space exploration today if there was no eugene parker standing up in right. the face of established science yep. and they always try to act like things come from consensus and i don't think that's true things come from the rebels and the standouts and the few people that are pushing the envelope. The the establishment, you know, whether it's government or academia or whatever, is supposed to push back against the fringe because that's part of how science works. It's supposed to be, okay, you're trying to change the game.
0: The mm-hmm. burden
1: of proof is on you, rebel guy to show that it's going to change, but they're supposed to be receptive to that. That's what academic debate is, is that we're going to come here and we're going to exchange listen. ideas yeah, yeah, yeah. and challenge and we're yeah. going to listen and we're going to learn. But we're at a point now where you're not allowed to do that. Here's the bulwark of the status quo. You're an outlier. And at this point, the outliers are no longer people considered to be an honest debate. They're considered what the medieval church would have basically said as a heretic and we have to burn you at the stake and lock you up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we're at. We are yeah. at a point where yeah. the church... Is science, and that is also in bed with the state, and the state and the thing work together, and, and we're looking, man, I tell you what, this whole vaxxed, unvaxxed thing, whatever it is, it's the Inquisition, man, that's what it is. This is this is the modern day version of an Inquisition in the making. Yeah, man. Is it? <laughs> eh. And I don't know why that's so complicated. I mean, I, I realize there's a lot of big words and maybe some history in that. That you know, somebody casually listen. Oh man, this guy's got so much hyperbole going on. Like, <laughs> I, I can understand that, dude. But <laughs> nothing that I just said is complicated. No,
0: <clears throat> well, it's I don't know. People just don't think. You know, and you just I think it goes back to that. They want to be told what to do. They want to be a victim. They, you know, well, in the in, it, in the beginning of COVID, I 100% cool. We did not know. We don't know what this new, you know, this new virus that made the leap and ta- be, be cautious. Listen to the experts. Yeah. hundred percent. Got it. I did. After a while, when more stuff starts coming out and other real experts are like, well, you know, we should question this. But then you're getting told, no, 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 don't question anything. Just listen to us. And then as months and months go by, those experts, you know, they're like, hey, yeah, you know, this isn't really what we thought it was, but then they get silenced And the and the the, you know quote unquote experts, you got to keep listening to us. Don't listen to these guys; it's misinformation. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, and now we're here, two years into it, pretty much, and you know, we're labeled as crazy people, and you just got to listen to these guys. And uh, man, it's uh, and and for the people that still just like blindly follow, I don't. I I, uh, I'm done. I guess, probably trying to argue with people. Like, I don't really anymore, like, in person. Like, I'll talk to, like, you know, people like us. Because at this point, like, people, the information's out there. They just don't want to change. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like they, they just, they're they they they're blindly following without thinking. It's the NPC thing, right? It's, it's yeah. the classic
1: meme. It, it In a lot of ways, it, it really is kind of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that just... They're really dead inside. They're just they're just drones. They're automatons just going through the motions, you know, repeating the thing. And and yeah, you're 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 just kind of living life, going down the road, you know, doing all the things you're supposed to do, and you're still here and you can have a little bit of a side conversation here and there, but but there's no
0: But it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. You know, I just In the beginning, yeah. I I agree. Yeah. There's a point when it's like this is not what we thought it would. And it's like, if that's your only excuse, like... Well, and think
1: about it now. Just, like,
0: like even, even back to the vaccine thing is... So we're at a point now where there is,
1: what, in America, I think it's over 60% now that are, that are you know, quote-unquote fully vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Might even be a little higher than that. In some states, it certainly is. Um, but there's all these new cases and all these new deaths and whatever, and it's like, okay... Well, there was also a big change in the data. So all these vaccines you're trying to sell, what's going on? And so the thing they'll say, oh, it's pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, so yeah. it's like, okay, okay. I'm, I would be receptive to that. Show me statistically in the deaths and in the hospitalizations the count of vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Well, And it, they won't do it. They have that data. They won't show it to you. Other countries have said, oh, and sure, it, it's yeah. what you expect that is the reason that they're hiding it. And it, it's that would be what good science would be, would be, okay, we need to pump the brakes. This didn't work quite the way we thought it would, so let's go and and relook at this, right? And so a better fear for me today, if I was going to be a COVID doomer, which I'm not, would be, okay, the vaccines aren't quite doing what we thought. So we'll go ahead and continue telling old people that you're better off with it than without it, but we're going to go ahead and tell young people that, yeah, maybe not so much. And part of that would be because we don't want to go pumping a bunch of money into these pharmaceutical companies. We need to be re-incentivizing them that they're not going to get a bunch of more money until they come up with something better. That That actually works. That actually works. And also, because we're so worried about people dying, right, that are already sick, we want more focus on a therapeutic than we want on a vaccine not that we don't want a vaccine but the problem we have right now right is allegedly hospitalizations and death so what can we do to help those people rather yeah. than worrying about healthy people because we know that most people that fall into this category are going to be fine even if they do get sick so what can we do to help people that are already sick that seems rational to me i would even think it would be more rational for them to have that conversation and then also bring up we're still gonna wear masks, we're still gonna social distance, and we're still gonna do the essential only thing when it comes to restaurants. It's not that I agree with those things, but if that was the thing with the original fears that we have to do these things to mitigate it, I would at least understand it more. Well now we're in this world where the vaccine is supposed to be a silver bullet and it's not a silver bullet. And they'll tell it, they'll say that, oh we're we're telling you it's not a silver bullet. But okay, if it's not a silver bullet, then why the big push for it, right? And then if that is a silver bullet then why all the big push for lockdowns and passports? Yeah. It, it makes no sense, even within its own argument. And
0: I, I don't get why more people can't sniff that out. Well, and, and, and the statement, protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, should tell you everything you need to know. Yes, yes. That should tell you everything you need to know about If anything, this. it would be the other way around. Because if you have a shitty, leaky
1: vaccine, that the virus can encounter these <clears throat> antibodies and then you know, mutate in such a way that they're no longer effective, you're pushing the virus to change faster than it would on its own mm-hmm. in a society that is not vaccinated. And and that's been proposed by even that Dr. Robert Malone that, you know, hey, maybe this is actually driving some of the uh, the rapid derivatives, you know? the hell
0: they call that? Uh, vaccine. There's a, there's a name. I can't remember. He talks about it on that. Uh, well, he's been interviewed now dozens of times, but yeah. Ah, oh, shit! What's that called? It's when the vaccine will change. Uh, basically, the vaccine becomes like the like it becomes like the spike protein, kind of. Yeah. So you know when you get infected, the spike protein it helps you know your body It doesn't help your body. Sorry, it makes you it makes you sicker. Like it, it lets the virus in. But blah blah blah. blah. I'm, I'm, I butchered that. But that <laughs> the vaccine it's a cell vaccine dependency. Ah, fuck vaccine dependent something. Um. Anyway but you know it's funny cuz the whole point of vaccines is to bring up herd immunity. So you could introduce, you know, a virus to a population and they could become they could get natural immunity and eventually get herd immunity and then every it pretty much wipes it out. Yeah. That's okay. Or you make vaccines and then you introduce like a weakened like the flu shot, we'll say, a weakened deadened virus to the population, they build up antibodies and it, it makes herd immunity happen faster. You don't hear about herd immunity like you said in the beginning of this episode at all anymore. That is the point of a vaccine. Now it's just like just get the vaccine. We got to be 100% vaccinated. Got to get vaccinated. Got to get vaccinated. It's like, well, it doesn't work. Um, natural immunity is a thing because natural immunity does end up having <clears throat> herd immunity. It's like, are we just going to forget that all this stuff we've known for hundreds of years like uh, well, what? I mean, but Yeah, it's a, it's it's, it's yeah.
1: It's it's just a bullshit narrative and at this yeah. point it's morphed into religion and power. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, you know one thing I've noticed too is that they don't talk about the cases in Florida anymore, right? Because remember Florida yeah, going is supposed down. To be so bad. yeah, they're all going down. And the thing is the aid, the death rate like between like Florida and California is more or less the same. The one big difference is that Florida's population is a lot older than California's. So how do you square that? Why are more young, supposedly healthier people, Croaking in in California, where more people have had the shot in these areas like L.A. and San Francisco, than is happening in Florida. Um, Weird, yeah.
0: It it just yeah, it's just frustrating as hell. It it is, man. Um, And you know what? We're on the Delta's on the downward trend. It's seasonal. Well, that's going to be the big thing. I wonder of why the push
1: for vaccines kind of so hard, so sudden now is because we are heading into traditional respiratory illness season, right? Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is an idea that they'll never say they have to eliminate the control group because they can't have somewhere like Florida going through this and statistically being no different than somewhere that is knocking on the door of 80, 90% vaccinated. Because... It's already kind of undeniable, but at that point, it's going to be well it's, impossible to talk around in any semblance of serious yeah. society, which I would argue it's already there, but it's really going to be there this fall. Yeah. So they have to get everybody to get this thing, because then if most people have this thing and the numbers are still going up, what does that allow them to do? Boosters. Yeah. Then they can sell this perpetual, the next yeah. thing, the next thing, or
0: the drugs, right? Yeah.
1: Well, get your boosters, and if you get a breakthrough, Crace, we also make Pfizer-Mectin
0: you know man that is it like and that then that's what they want yeah
1: you know because none of these things and this is what frustrates me about kind of reason magazine right establishment libertarians there was an article today i can't remember exactly how they phrased it but it was you know vaccines are still the best way out of the pandemic or whatever and it's like god you guys aren't even paying attention like Like, the whole people getting vaccines, even in areas where the vaccination rate is extremely high, that has
0: done nothing. Israel,
1: Israel, 90-some percent. It (laughs) has done nothing to get rid of masks, the whole distancing quarantine culture bullshit, and this ridiculous idea that has perpetuated since the beginning of the pandemic that we just need to test, 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 test. You test more, you're going to find more. And I get it. Right? You don't want to go over to Granny's house if you know that you're sick. Well, if you know you're sick, you should be coughing and sneezing or whatever. Maybe you want to be even more cautious and have these tests anyway. I get it. But the problem is you can't have this massive testing culture that also has this absurd fear quarantine culture that shuts down businesses and schools for the sniffles. right? And and things like that that are just kind of... Because I'll be honest, when I had it um, here recently, it was like Really, yeah, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, like Same. if it wasn't for the world being the way that it is right now, you would have
0: went to work like normal.
1: I never had a fever over a hundred and one, which is what they consider actual fever. It was always yeah. like ninety nine whatever, yeah. right? It's I got the sniffles,
0: a little bit of cough. you might I'm taken gonna take a- some Tylenol, I'm gonna go to the office, I'm gonna do my thing and just yeah. kind of try to take it easy that day. Mine got to a hundred and two, so I would have taken a day off work, sure, and then I would have went in the next day, yeah. And yep. I would have taken some ibuprofen or Tylenol and I would have been just fine. Yep. Drank some water. Yep. But now yep. we're in this ridiculous world where it's like,
1: oh my gosh, you're you next to somebody who's positive. You have to go lock yourself in a room for 15 days or whatever the hell it is, you know? It's, and then everybody has to wear masks everywhere because, because, well, just because, right? Hmm. And it's just, it's nuts. And so this whole the whole premise that the vaccines are going to end it is ridiculous because everywhere that the vaccines have taken over... None of that shit has gone away. If anything, it's gotten worse because you've made people so freakishly paranoid mm-hmm. because we have such a fucked up culture that I think is largely rooted in a shitty education system with a really, really full-blown evil and moldy relationship of government and, you know, quote unquote science
0: that it's just, it's not going to end. I wanted to talk about lullbirds. Because you mentioned Reason magazine, yeah, libertarians. God, you know they're the worst, man. <laughs> yeah, we were we talked about that earlier today, briefly. when We were texting each other, and I don't like. I am, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, I am a libertarian. Yeah, you I know, mean, but like, good God, there's like these people, like they're their own worst enemy. They, <laughs> they don't even get like it's, it's this weird. I'm
1: going to use the word atheist or atheism because I don't really know what else to, mm-hmm. to put it. Like, there's no there's no higher thing, right, in a lot of these Lulbertarians' worldview. Mm-hmm. And so they end up getting detached from culture and into sort of this purely textbook utopian thing. Where, like, in the article I just talked about from Reason, vaccines are the way out. Well, yeah, in a vacuum, you have a really good vaccine and you have a disease... And you have a population. And so the way to end that disease is to get that population vaccinated and the disease goes away. And I get that. But we're not in a vacuum. We're in a place with these shitty vaccines. And I'm not saying, anyway, leaky vaccines. Let's go that one. And this ridiculous culture that it has this obsessively fear thing in a government that has an incredible incentive to snatch as much power as possible in yeah. a big pharmaceutical company that wants to use that government to become an unlimited cash cow through vaccine mandates in continuing this cycle of fear because it does nothing but good things for their bottom line. So the lib- the libertarians are, they're detached from reality. Like there was another thing I saw the other day on Twitter, a guy with a lot of followers and uh, you know, they're just talking about property rights and things like that and how, well, some of these mandates, if they happen in such and such a way, are actually technically, you know, well, I don't agree with it. Gosh darn it, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> you're what they, what they reject is they reject the idea that certain cultures make certain things possible. Yeah. And I, the reason I mention atheism when I start this is because there are certain things historically, that whether you are religious or not, derived from a Western world that went through an enlightenment once it figured out the whole christianity thing mm-hmm. right and that created a world that was ruled by natural law no longer a thousand pagan deities and and all this stuff um scholasticism right um that's a that's a, a monastery thomas of aquinas thing like the whole idea that we can study this stuff and it is no longer you know rain dances or or whatever that all happens with that world. yeah, And, you know, I'll, I'll give a little bit of credit even and say that you can, you can... I'll throw you a bone even. And I'll say that that's not entirely Christianity, right? Some of this born out of the changeover from Greece and Rome and it just kind of built up and then here you go. They reject all of that. They act as though Culture has no influence on how these ideas come about. Everybody should just see these ideas as logical things and and roll with them. But that's not how cultures work. That's not how belief works. Like somebody has to buy into this stuff. How do you get them to buy into it? Well, you have to have a a culture and a belief structure that makes that thing make sense. Mm -hmm. And that's Western civilization has done. But we're in a world now where Western civilization is evil. It's racist. And it's wrong. Yeah. And so all these ideas have to be questioned and ripped apart. And that's what we're going through now. And so what they're, you know, it's like if some guy's over, he's on his property and he's yelling, threatening things like my wife and my daughter all the time. Right. But he's not actually aggressing. Right. And he can say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But the reality is in a good, strong culture, nobody tolerates that shit. That guy's got to go. And so this whole idea that we have, if everybody just believes, you know, get off my lawn, right? But you don't live in a society where everybody even respects the premise of you owning a lawn. They reject right. the idea of private property wholesale. And so if your whole idea is to, I'm just going to say, get off my lawn and live on my island. What happens when everybody around you doesn't even believe in your island, much less that you should even be allowed to own an island, right? right. Because you're now the outcast. Yeah, It doesn't work. You have to have a culture that supports these things. And so... Uh, Dave Smith talked about this a little bit the other day and you know I can't remember everything he said but he made a couple good points when people were talking about this kind of the debate of open borders that kind of stuff is like certain things are compatible with libertarianism and certain things are not and so if you want to have this libertarian world there are certain things you're going to have to guard against and we have to figure out what that culture looks like you know whether it's I'm not saying it has to be explicitly religious, but there has to be some acknowledgement at some point that these ideas and beliefs, even if they're not explicitly political or libertarian or whatever, are the ones that make this possible. And Mm -hmm. if that's a certain subset of people, that needs to be the certain subset of people that you market to because you say, Hey, I have these ideas that I want to achieve because I think they're better for everyone. Therefore I need to go to this audience and say, Hey, you guys, we have a lot in common, let's come do these ideas, because they're even good for the people who don't like them. But the libertarians can't do that. They're just obsessed with, you know, drag queen story hour, and a bunch of this woke nonsense. <laughs> it's not theft. hurting anybody, it's, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, no it doesn't, man. Yeah. It rots culture to the core. Yeah. And the thing that comes in and replaces it, once you have that rotten culture, is a people that pursue and promote rotten policy, and you you're know, never going to get to
0: your libertarian society. So you're a lulbertarian at th- that point. There's a, you know, a lot of those lulbertarians, you know, it's they're all about individual freedom, individual everything. And and while I'm 100%, you know, for individuality, like there be, there does come a point when you have to have something, some society, some culture. If not, then, you know, stuff will fail. It is not going to work. It goes back to your, you know, the law and argument and stuff like that. Like, you... Uh, and I guess maybe you have a culture of people and they all think like that. Okay. But I mean, you, you can't live in that culture though. If you're that one guy who owns a, own, you know, think that you're the only one on. Right. I mean, it's just so weird to see these, you know, these kind of libertarians like making these arguments. And it's like, Ew, what? Like I, I, you know, it goes back to like Joe Jorgensen, you know, during the, the campaign uh you know, presidential race and stuff like that. It's like, they were talking like, like all this stuff that's happened. In the last two years, and well, even before that with the election and all this crazy shit, like, they're still talking about shit that, like, it's like that doesn't even... It. We, we, we shouldn't even be focused on that anymore. Right? Like, everything that's happening right now in the United States of America, in the world, with this COVID thing, they are just totally oblivious and blind to. Well, it's it's like, like the
1: Cato Institute said, you know, the other day that vaccine mandates are good.
0: <laughs> and it's like, okay,
1: there's the death of individual liberty. Right. i mean nobody is is out here necessarily up front arguing that the vaccines are bad it's just that there has to be a balance of those two things and how can you have a structure where there's a authority that can tell people <clears throat> how they can't behave in a private level right because being vaccinated is a private status it's no different yep. than the government getting into the bedroom and saying oh I saw these two guys doing sodomy. We better have the mob go out and hang them, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the world they want to go back to when they, when they talk about like these vaccine mandates. And uh,
0: <clears throat>
1: That's I don't crazy. know why they can't see that, you know?
0: I don't know, man. <clears throat> like, it's... <sighs> splitter down the middle.
1: We can have but I think, you know, one left thing... Left and a right. <laughs> I wondered about... I was talking to some people over the last few days and, uh, you know, somebody brought up you know, Trump saying he's going to run, or not saying, but posturing to run again in 2024. Yeah. And I, I'm not for that. I'll throw that out there. I, I'm not I, either. I, I hope he does not I think run it's going to hurt. I think it's going to
0: hurt more than it's going to help. Um, now,
1: that being said, talking to this person, these people, the, the name that comes up is always Ron DeSantis, right? Yeah. Because he's done a lot of things in Florida that have mm-hmm. been pro-freedom, pro-liberty, or whatever. And... I actually was thinking about it, and number one, you would need to know how much of what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida is because this is what Ron DeSantis actually believes, and how much of it is what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida because he knows that this appeals to a certain base, Mm. and he wants to just claw
0: power. What's the governor of Texas? No different than any other politician that's ever been there. Right. What's the governor of Texas? Greg Abbott. Abbott. So during the the beginning, you know, because Texas is a very pro freedom state, he's a right? lockdown guy. Yep. Oh yeah, hundred percent for lockdowns. Then he realized when his people were like, "Hey, what the fuck, man?" He all of a sudden he just whoosh, he now he's this hero, right. and it's like y'all done forgot that this guy imposed these lockdowns. <laughs> How do you celebrate him repealing his own thing? Not that he shouldn't be like patted on the back for great uh, hey, good job. His you changed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But don't for once think that he. He did it. It, it. It's always what makes them look better. Right. It, I mean, Florida had lockdowns too in the beginning, didn't they? I'd have
1: to go back because I'm not I necessarily think. clear on the beginning, but I wouldn't put Ron DeSantis in the same camp as Abbott no, um, to no a large saying. degree because I do think DeSantis has stood up to a lot more of this stuff up front without doing it in the first place. Sure. Um, like South Dakota, for example, never did the no, lockdown No, no, they never right? did. Christy Noam has been good on stuff like yeah. that. Um, and – I guess to go back where I was rolling with uh, DeSantis was, you know, so it's like, well, maybe DeSantis should run in 2024, right? Because he's younger and he speaks well and he's popular in Florida, which is a big state, yada, yada, yada. I get all that. But let's say Ron DeSantis is sincere in all this stuff and it's not just posturing. I wonder at what point is a guy like Ron DeSantis better staying in Florida Mm. and just... Prepping for the dissolution of the union, because uh, that, that's actually been talked about a lot online now. In fact, a uh, libertarian economist guy that I like, Bob Murphy, teaches mm-hmm. at uh, Texas A&M. I believe it's Texas A&M. Um, you know, they have a thing, TexasCommonsense.com, and they've started floating that idea. In fact, there was a big poll that went out the other day that said like 52% of like Trump voters and even like 20 some percent of Biden voters think that the U.S. should split. And that's huge, yeah. And, but I think though, that needs to be on the table. I know that's not popular because everybody looks at the American flag and, and we all have this history in our head of, you know, World War Two, the star spangled banner. I, I get all yeah, that, I, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but we're not that culture anymore. We're we're at least two, probably a lot more different cultures, and we have very different ideals about. Mm-hmm freedom and in, in property rights and things like that. And we know, e- everybody in this country knows that New York City is not Laramie, Wyoming, right? Like, how can these two places even pretend to be the same thing? They're, right. they're, they're just not, and they're never going to be. So we need to quit pretending. 330 the case. million people. How and do you we, get
0: them on the same page? You won't. You don't. And, and,
1: yeah. and it's either... Either we split this thing up and end it, or there needs to be a dramatic shift back towards states' rights. And yeah. I know that that term gets loaded with racism and things like that, but I'll tell you what, when, when like, California and Colorado and stuff like that have, like, you know, legalized weed or, or stood up for, you know, this group's rights or, or whatever in the face of, like, red state America, mm-hmm. that's awesome, too. Yeah. But, but that needs to be the norm. And I, I think at some point, culture's... Cultures vote with their feet. It's not immediate, but it is happening. You're seeing people leave California and go to Texas. You're, you're seeing the way Texas yeah. is doing abortion. And there's a lot of people that don't like that. But but on the long term of society, there has to be a... You go where the ideas are. Yeah. And and I don't know, people are so afraid of that. But that's what needs to happen. There needs to be a split and some movement. Well, and that's I think all- that's the only way to stay together peacefully or else we're just going to stay in this situation where we have a federal government who has you know a guy like donald trump that everybody on one side hates followed by a guy like biden that everybody on the other side hates and we're just going to go through this upping of the ante of who can be more threatening to the enemy or their perceived enemy um and that's going to be bad for everyone
0: yeah well you know that i mean it was never the the federal government has just entirely too much damn power it needs to it needs to, shit needs to go. I mean, there, there are fifty individual states, individual states, and it should be like that. Yeah. If you have these views and stuff, cool. Go live in California. You know, you go go live in Texas. Go live in Florida. Go live in New York. You know, go live in wherever. Like, and there's fifty fucking different places to choose from. I mean, it's, it's pretty big. You know, it's fifty individual countries. Yeah. And I and and and, and uh, man, man, I know everyone's so like, you know, the Abraham Lincoln thing, you know. What a, what a divided nation, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like, we're not going to be, it's, it's it's too much, you know, the Norway, the uh, Denmark, the, you know, the, the socialists, these, these, these lefties, lefties, they, they love that, you know, those, those, those places, you know, they have a giant, you know, very generous welfare program, and then we just need to be like them. It's like, their population's tiny. Like, yeah, everybody in Kansas, almost all the people in Kansas have the same, like, thoughts. All the, in Texas, those people all have the same thoughts for the most part. You know, California, a giant chunk of those people, they have, they think the same way. That is Denmark. That, you know, that is a fucking country. This, yeah. But it's like, so like you said, that, that, that massive pushback to states, rights. It definitely should be like that. The federal government has, over the years, it, it, they needs to be just fucking torn down and, yeah. you know, they... <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'm, I was in the military. I well, always believed we should have a an army you know but even then like maybe we just all have national guards and then if something ever happens we all just band together yeah you know hey there's this thing hey guess what you know and maybe we have a federal government then that they they make that happen still because yeah you could have some states say nah fuck it, we're not going to do it i don't know but making these all these laws you know federal laws and like well you have to do this because you know blah 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 it's like no 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 just because the federal government, marijuana, you know, they made it illegal. Well, some states were like, fuck off. We're not, you know, I'm doing it. You know, and, and guess what? Now it's, you know, when Colorado first did it, it was kind of, like, ooh, you know, the federal government could come in. Oh, well, guess right. what? They didn't. And if they did come in, they can be arrested. You know what? No, 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 no. You are out of your, it, it's like, we've said it before, you know, it's just, it's the upside down pyramid or whatever. It's like the federal government, you know, is not supposed to hold all this power over all these states. It's the exact opposite. Yep. The local town has, has more power in their town that local sheriff does than the federal government does. But so many people have gotten used to this, you know, top dog, this main, you know, daddy over, over, you know, over the in charge over the top. And No, it's not supposed to be like that. You shouldn't be afraid of the federal government. We've we, we got way too many fucking agencies. They all need to go, yeah. you know. You know, that would be, I guess, to... You know,
1: I mentioned black pill earlier. Like, it seems like we might be doomed. But, mm-hmm. you know, that might be a silver lining that pushes us towards white pill. Because I know even in my um, personal circumstance here at the moment, it's it's really showed, wow, this local school board that is ran by seven people that live within five miles of me mm-hmm. has the decision to make or the power to make XYZ decision that affects me. And, and there's one thing, right? And then so you go a step above that, and it's the mayor. And then you go a step above that and we have all experienced this here, it's it's our county council, yeah. right? Like, nobody knows any of those guys' names any other time of the week, but now all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, it kind of matters what this guy thinks and what this guy says. And then if you go beyond that, it's the sheriff who's elected, and, and they're elected for good reason mm-hmm. because they are the tip of the spear, and they control where that spear is pointed in practice. Yeah. And so you realize that, like... Let's say that nationally we go down the road that Australia does. It's the sheriff that is going to be the one that is the tip of that spear. So, like, we talked about the interstate travel ban. Mm. Well, who carries that out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if, if, you know, the blue states all do it, that's fine. But Texas and Florida and Kansas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Missouri. Missouri, You're going to say, no, screw this. Screw this. And that's massive. And then the other one um, here in Kansas is... You know, we have a Democrat governor who's done a lot of the awful things that other Democrat governors have done, like sending old people into old folks' homes during the height of the pandemic when that was bad. You know, closed schools for now we know basically statistically no reason and mass mandates and blah, blah, blah. So she's not been helpful, but we realize now that the state legislature has the ability to to overrule her in a lot mm. of ways. And, and they're looking at maybe coming back into a special session to push back against some of this federal stuff that's happening and nobody most people probably don't know their local house representative's name but there's a lot of people who do now absolutely it's not, it's not most yeah. people but it's way better than it's ever been and then we're starting to realize that all these little local things have an impact mm-hmm. i mean it's it's the difference between even when things were in the midst of you know shit show pandemic when i would even give some sympathy towards mass mandates and things like that you know when it was supposedly real bad, you know, 1918 Spanish through all that. Even then, going from, like, the town we're in now to just 10 miles down the highway, completely different. You walk in over here, no mask, hey, Bob, how you doing, whatever, I'm just getting some dog food or whatever, and it's no big deal. But then you go to, like, you know, Costco, and you're getting ran down by the Karen, you need to put your mask on right now or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You know, like, the attitude just changes dramatically. And so you realize how much those local things freaking matter Mm -hmm. and and i think that's that can only be a good thing as time moves forward
0: yeah people have to be involved more locally
1: you know and it's kind of sad
0: i mean well
1: conservatives haven't conserved anything because the nature of a conservative is to be reactionary and a lot of times being reactionary just means complaining about something but dealing with it (laughs) well what i've seen through like the school board um stuff has been there's a lot of them now that are They realize that you can't just sit. You have to be proactive. And that is one thing that the left has been awesome at. But part of it is because by nature, progressives are on offense. Mm. They're looking to score touchdowns, you know, politically. And so nobody ever goes to school board meetings or nobody cares what the school board does. And so it just becomes full of people with agendas who think highly of themselves a lot of times. Not that that's all of them. And then a lot of people that go to the meetings and want to have their say are people that also think they know what's best, which tends to be a lot more progressive mindset sure. on yeah, certain yeah. societal issues. Yep. And so those people are always out there. You always see them. They always have something to say. And conservatives, just by nature, get off my lawn, leave me alone. I'm not going to say anything. But the second you come onto my property, you bother me. It's like, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But by the time that happens, it's usually too late. But yeah. now I think there's finally enough people pushing back that – You know, one of the last things related to all that that I went to, it was like, there were 50 people there that were just parents concerned for their children, and then there was like, you know, five or six people that didn't necessarily even have kids in the issue. They just wanted to go there to push their little, their talking points. Well, historically, it was probably only ever those five people. Well, now, suddenly, there's this push of all these people that give a shit now, and that's good. It is good. Yep. Well, man...
0: I think that probably covers it, right?
1: Yep, works for me.
0: Good episode. Oh, fuck. Got anything going on this weekend besides? Well, I guess this weekend's almost over. Tomorrow, football.
1: Um, what? I what time do the Chiefs play? Is it a noon game. Noon's a noon game tomorrow. Yeah. I, I probably will end up missing it. We're going. We're going out to brunch and then we're going to the pumpkin patch with some of our extended family. So, mm, gotcha. Um, yeah, will have the I Chiefs game tomorrow, pumpkin time? patch. In fact, I think yeah. last year when we went, they had a Chiefs game too, and they had like a little bar.
0: Yeah, we just hung out the bar and let the kids run around,
1: and all the kids are older yeah. now too, so they can. You know, do their yeah, thing, yeah. Still playing, nice, we're yeah, yeah. Out
0: Here, so son's not quite there yet. He's only four, so you know yeah. it's, but he's getting there.
1: It, we did have one, so we were at the the big football game, um, high school football game here. So mm-hmm. it's not like super duper huge, but there's a lot of people there. Yeah, And the kind of the dirt ring that goes around the stadium. You know, the tons of kids go over there and roll down the hill and shove each other and play catch and fight and whatever they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're at a point now where the kid, most of the kids are old enough to. Not have to sit in the bleachers with us. Like you can go down there and run around on the hill. Just you know, stay between these two things so we can look down there and see you. And they they stayed down there for the most part. There was one instance where a relative had gone down the bleachers to go to the bathroom, and I saw two of the kids coming up, and then I didn't see the daughter come up the stairs into the bleachers. And I waited a second, waited a second, didn't see her. So I got up, went down there, like the shit. Because I know there was only like a short window where I couldn't see her. Yeah. And I assumed that she ran into relative and they went to the bathroom together because it was, you know, probably about potty break time. Sure. And so I went and you know, that ended up being where they were and it was fine. But still, there's a few occasions like that where it's like, oh, shit, I can't see him. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't good. I'm going to be a bad parent forever now, you know.
0: (laughs) We've joked about getting JJ one of those uh, little trackers her you stick in your shoe. <laughs>
1: We've talked about that a lot. I mean, Not necessarily the shoe, but like in her backpack. Um you know, we have an iPad and then I have a I have an iPod that I actually got from work years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those out. yeah. And uh you know the battery sucks on it now and it's pretty much useless. So I she you know she has that now too. Yeah. And so I turn on the find my thing, you know, oh, yeah. and if that's with her and you Just know sure. it, it sounds shitty because and this would be another podcast episode maybe. Um The whole, like, when do you get your kid a phone? You know? Because, like, she's at the age now where it's, like, hanging out with friends or going to the Fall Fest. She wants to go hang out with with cousins or an aunt or or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's got less to do with, like, exploring the internet and more to do with, like, parental insecurity about where's my kids. Which I think is probably bad for society because you need to, as parents, kind of trust. And then as kids have some freedom to get in trouble and do stupid shit that nobody knows about. I think that's important to growing up. Especially for boys. Um.
0: Well, you got to think. Remember when you're growing up, and like at one point when I was growing up, we lived in the little town, the Fountain, and there's 39 people in the town now, so it's a very small town. There wasn't even like businesses there anymore. Yeah. But we would literally ride our bikes from sun up. We'd get you know we'd be outside, jump on the bikes, and we'd go see our friend Tom. We'd ride across town. We would eat. There was tons of crab apple trees just all over the place. And we'd eat crab apples and eat, like, wild garlic. and Yeah. We would just be out, like, all day long doing things. Not, like, you know, and that and was, like... Right. My parents didn't know where we were. They didn't know what the hell we were doing. They didn't know where we were. But we'd come home at yep. dark. And then, you know, or we'd come home for lunch and we'd leave again. You know, and it was just, like... I don't Like, there is... A, and, and I get it. You know, a big part of me wants to say, you know, like do that when you but it's like god it it's tough especially in, in bigger
1: towns and bigger areas just because there is a lot yeah. more bullshit that comes along with it you know yeah. um because yeah i was the same way when we lived in well clearwater where you're going we, we'd yeah. ride our bikes and go hang out at the park and we'd go to duck walls i don't even know if that store's still there and go look at trinkets now it's and it's shit, a store man.
0: now what's it called again misers misers yeah yeah i think
1: yeah we'd we'd go do that and then before mm-hmm. that we lived in a a neighborhood we'd go ride bikes where kids run around had cousins live there and stuff and then the last two places my parents have lived have both had woods next to them and so yeah dude we'd wake up and go to the woods and hang out in the pond whatever just come home at dark when we heard somebody yelling in the distance to come home you know yeah now she's kaylee because we both have apple watches has been i want one i want one and you know honestly with like the whole you can pair one to your phone but then their parental controls on apple are actually really good and they're pretty thorough hmm um, we've talked about it, like, well, shit, what if we did just get her, like, a cheap one and then pair it to one of our phones and then it basically can call us, the grandparents, and then have her location on it.
0: Well, and mean, she won't can... have
1: it all the time. It'll just be, you know, drop it in her bag or if she stays the night, you know, it's something, you know, or, like, the AirTag thing or, you, you know,
0: whatever. You can do uh, Apple Watch because they changed some things, too. Actually, it's for kids. You can get one with cellular now.
1: Yeah, well, that's what ours are, the ones we have. Oh, you guys are so, okay, and
0: uh, this was on like a couple updates ago, or maybe an update ago, but it was talking about basically um, it's for your kid to wear.
1: Yes, yes. It's like the the, the watch would be paired to my phone. Yeah, yeah. But I can give it to her, and it knows that it's hers. Yeah. And then then you can set up the same, like, screen time limits and what you want it to do and not do and time limits. And, yeah, we've We've thought about that. You could do walkie-talkie. But, you know, it's funny because we sit here and talk about, you know, vaccine passports and Mark of the Beast and tracking and all that. (laughs) It's like, it's exactly what that fucking is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny. um, When I was hourly out there, just worker bee... The watch was great because I was always listening to music or a podcast. Sometimes it was annoying to bring my phone around. It was nice to just have my watch. Oh, yeah. And I'd, I'd just play stuff from my watch or mm-hmm. if I'm out in the yard, I you know, I'd, I'll use it and stuff. Um, but my job now, number one, <laughs> where my office is, I have no service whatsoever. Oh, that sucks. I mean, I get on the Wi-Fi, I guess, but... yeah. Uh, I don't use it as much because my phone's always, like, right there, and, like, people are calling me and shit anyway, and so it's just, it's what I have. I'm no longer yeah. just walking around freely doing what I want. So I don't really use that aspect of it anymore. I haven't worked out the last couple weeks because I've been sick, but, but even then, what's happened is for a while I really liked using it to work out, but it got to a point it was actually kind of distracting, and then my wrists, my left wrist in particular, which is my watches... Yeah. Um, it's a little bit shittier than the other one yeah. so I use cool. wrist wraps and the watch doesn't really like those so I've quit using it for workouts even and at this point it's it's kind of become expensive jewelry the cellular <laughs> thing is nice once in a while because there's times where I'll leave the house and not bring my phone just you know, just in case Amber needs to get hold of me but I don't know man, I've done this a couple times but part of me is like man I'll just get rid of this one and just go get like a standard G-Shock Regular watch, cause I like having a watch for some things, but oh, I love having a watch. But I don't use the a lot of the Apple Watch functions anymore. You know, cause all of my desk now it's almost annoying, cause like the work phone dings, my phone's dinging and my watch dings too. Everything's like always going off, and it's like I still. I so what I wonder is like if they could make a dumbed down one that doesn't have such a big glass face that was more like a Casio G Shock or something like that looked more like a traditional watch yeah. less features like just give me like the activity rings and then like buzz me when there's a message without necessarily having to see it right and then maybe GPS yeah which you know the, a lot of the Google watches are like that I guess but yeah
0: I like to be able to look at it and see what the messages I do that yeah but I don't I do that yeah, But I do like to, the only time it's been really super
1: handy is on the like meetings. Me yeah, you can sneak, sure. yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah.
0: That is kind of cool. Uh, the walkie-talkie thing is neat. I don't use it all that yeah,
1: much. Yeah, it was it was a novelty at first. Amber and I did it for a little bit. Yeah. But after that, it was like, yeah, it's just, yeah. just kind of stupid.
0: As far as, like, I use Apple
1: Pay on it a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't done it for my watch. I've been using it for my phone a lot yeah. more, like a quick trip and at work and. That's going to be the next big thing, I think, is the wireless payments like that.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I don't like, hate carrying around a wallet.
1: And yeah, I, I just have, you know, those metal credit card-looking tool things? I've got one of those with one of my daughter's ponytails around it, and it's just got, like, my work badge, my ID, and my debit card.
0: Yeah, I... And
1: that's all I carry.
0: I have a real thin wallet, and I'd rather just, like, just have my phone. Like, the whole tap thing to... Pay is amazing. Yeah, uh, It's 2021.
1: So here we are bitching about vaccine passports, which have usually been QR codes on phones at this point. Right. But it would be really nice if there was a way to just digitize my ID. I was just and then started. just have that because now I don't need to carry anything with me other than my basically personal computer, and that's it. <laughs> right.